Hello, this is Diane McGachran, and with me is Esther Green, and we are going to share with you today another edition of Igayutat. Today's show is on surviving COVID. So Esther, you're home now, mm-hmm. but you've been on quite a journey. Yes. From... October. October to now, when you first got COVID in October. Do you want to say a little bit about just some of the symptoms that you felt and how you knew you were starting to get more and more sick? Mm, I was coughing more, and on the very last day, I remember, because I knew what I was doing uh, before I before my system went on a j- different journey. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, your system was going on a little trip. Yeah. And it was taking you with it. <laughs> taking me with it. Um, yeah. With uh, no common sense in my head. <laughs> no, I know. So first you ended up going to YK, emergency mm-hmm. room. And they did nothing. I just told him my, my um, symptom. It was only the sim- symptom of, what do you call that, bad cold. Yeah, congested. Were you starting to have breathing issues? No. Not yet? Not on that. Not yet? Okay. Not yet. And did they give you the COVID test then? No, nothing. Oh, then you went, they sent you home. Yes. Okay, you came home thinking you had bronchitis. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. I oh. had, yeah, right. I, I uh, recognized the symptoms of the bronchitis. Yeah. But then the next day, you know, somewhere along the way, maybe I was fast asleep or was I in bed or where was I? Somebody said that I need to go up to hospital. But... I didn't know where I was. Yeah, that was about 10 days after your bronchitis diagnosis. And then... Five days. Five days after. So that's when you went to the ER? Yeah, before. Because I was thinking of how uh, that bronchitis treatment, before it gets worse, I was thinking of that medicine Mm -hmm. that usually give me so I don't catch pneumonia. Right. But it didn't didn't work. work. Right. Okay. So. You went back again to the ER. Is that when they gave you the COVID test? uh Uh-uh. When did you find out you had COVID? When I became alive. (laughs) Nobody told me I had COVID. But somewhere up on my Above my head, someone would say, COVID, she's got COVID. Oh, COVID. You, oh, you heard people talking about yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. So you had COVID, and that's when they decided to send you to Providence. And I didn't know. You know. That's when things start getting foggy, right? Yeah. Yeah, because things. you were very sick. Your oxygen, you were having a hard time with oxygen, mm-hmm. and getting out of breath and getting weaker and weaker. I think you had pneumonia too. Yes. Okay. 
So when you got, so then you got to Providence, you were in the ICU, but what are your memories of being in Providence? There were people lined up where I have to go in a wheelchair or uh -huh. is that the bed I was in where my trail and right along the sides there were people mm -hmm. right there with masks welcoming me to to that place. It's kind of I, a strange place to yeah. be welcome to. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Do you have me very many memories of being in Providence? No. Uh -uh. Yeah, you didn't have your phone on. When I called you one time, I asked you how you were. And do you remember telling me about, I told you about the Facebook page and all the comments and everything. And if you want to, you can read here. This is what you, this is what yeah. you said to me. Ooh. This was, um... Seems like when I was living in a very, very thin, thin world or something. Right, right, because you were so sick, yeah. Yeah, but the comments go into my body and hold me. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. All, the, all those Facebook comments, yeah. Those comments give me a sense of motivation and security. Those comments make me realize I I still exist some way, I know. one way or the other. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah. Way. that's a really good way to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and then let's see. And then just what your outlook was. Yeah. What was your outlook? My outlook was I had nothing to worry about. My outlook. To everything, mm -hmm. nothing to worry about. Hmm. Uh, I'm just there, helpless. But I knew somehow these people were trying to help me mm -hmm. get back to my my old self. Right. But um, yeah, and you you so when you were there, just kind of being there. This, this is what you said, when it is time. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yep. And I'm there, just doing what I think COVID, what COVID tells me to do. I don't, I don't know who was, who was controlling me. Mm. Um, yeah, it feels But it's like, when it's time to eat, I eat. When it's time to sleep, I sleep. I don't know if I really eat or not. Mm. Yeah. And I look around me. When it's time to look around me, I look around, uh -huh. and there was a great big window. Oh. And outside I could see great big mountain. Nice. You had a good view then. Yeah. <laughs> great big mountain with all kinds of colors, yellow, orange, green, brown. So pretty, yeah. that mountain. And I look at it, and, I, and it tells me, hey, I'm alive, I'm alive, I'm alive. 
Even it doesn't have any arms. No, but it's... It doesn't have any mouth to speak. But you felt but, that. <laughs> but I could sense the... Sense the message it's telling... It's sending awesome. me. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. And you also... What about... You stayed in the, like, the present here and now? Mm-hmm. And um, right now, at that moment... At that moment... Uh, I I had no sense in myself to look I had to plan. Nothing. Nothing. Oh, okay, yeah. Nothing like that. Right. And the world just go. The world just go and whatever I have done in the past or what I went through in the past, I didn't want to have nothing to do with it. So I plan on, in my own self, what did I plan on? So I plan nothing but be grateful for this moment at that time. Wow, that's a really powerful thing. Mm -hmm. That's hard to do. It's very hard to do. But then, you know, I was, in those times, I felt okay, gee whiz, look, there's nothing I can worry about, and I'm I'm not in pain. I am okay right now. Okay. Yes. Yeah. These nurses or or doctors, they would appear in my opening, my face opening with big needles or <laughs> whatever yeah. and I I don't ever feel them when they put it put them on me and they have to dig for my face instead of I mean in the middle of everything that's packed so that I won't get hurt yeah they were looking after you yeah that's good you didn't have to worry about that and then you were thinking that this this one. Oh yeah. The, <laughs> when you were thinking about, you told me about COVID. Doc, yeah. The way the way I talked about the or thought about the doctors being the boss. Right now, I meant they know the activities of COVID. That's why I thought. They are the bosses. No, COVID has its own thing. Yeah, own thing. Um, COVID claims nothing on earth is the boss, but the doctors know what it can do. Yeah, to each person that they get a hold of. But you were the and boss. While I was thinking of that. Yeah. The doctors uh, know that's why I thought they were bosses. And besides that, I look at myself. I'm the boss of myself. (laughs) Yeah. The doctors (laughs) were the boss of COVID. You were the boss of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, it was. And then, so you then got discharged... (laughs) I didn't know 
Nobody discussed the discharge. <laughs> the nurse just said, well, hi, Esther. <clears throat> You're going to go to uh, your relative's home to visit. I had, I had uh, enough courage to ask for how long. <laughs> I was surprised. And the nurse or the doctor, one of them, said, for five days, you'll be in your relative's home. Oh, in Anchorage. In Anchorage. Before you could fly back to Bethel. Mm-hmm. And then, on top of that, there was a message that came to me. ANS Hospital, our hospital, Ubik Hospital. There were so many COVID patients going around there mm-hmm. that they didn't want me admitted into the hospital. Right, because that's where you would have gone, but they instead they, sent you to your relative's home. They did the right thing, and I think uh, I'm glad they thought of Wilson. Yeah, good. That was good. That worked out really well. What are some of the little things that were really helpful to you when you were at Wilson's house? Oh, my goodness. Little things, just somebody coming in and sit right next to me and talk about the weather (laughs) um, and talk about what we're going to have for supper. Um, Right now, the supper is not cooking yet, but it will later. Uh Um, You know. Yeah, just easy. Just conversations. It made me feel like home, Mm. home. And and to see the people I know that I know from here. And at first, Wilson and his family just moved a month before. Right, right. And I didn't like the idea, Uh, but I didn't tell anyone. I just said it to myself. Oh, yeah. But then it turned out. It turned out to be a good one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you know what? We've talked about this on other shows, too. Life is kind of like that. Mm-hmm. You think, oh, no, this is really bad. Yeah. But then there could be some part of it later that you're glad about. Yeah. And this is one of those stories, like... Mm-hmm. Wilson's moving, you're very disappointed and not liking it. But then when you got discharged from Providence, it was real nice that he had moved. (laughs) You know, around that area, I couldn't do anything myself. Mm -hmm. You know, um, Wilson and his wife has to hold both of my arms to bring me to bathroom Mm -hmm. And then come back. And every once in a while, people, his kids, adult kids, so they come in and they say, do you need anything? Well, that one's concerned about me. Yeah. And I give them 100% great. I think it's good to know that little things can be very helpful and healing for people. Mm -hmm. 
I like that. You were also talking about how the kids would come in and eat their meals with you? Yeah. Yeah. Or even have breakfast with me, the adults. Yeah. Wilson or his wife. Yeah. You know, they, because most of the time when I was in the hospital, nobody did ever come in to join me, have my breakfast. I know. That was, or eat. Yeah. That's the hard thing with COVID. We're not allowed to come visit. I know. It's very, very lonely, and the time just drags in, yeah. the, in the hospital. Yeah. Now, in one of our previous shows, well, it's funny because we did a show on COVID yeah. um, before you had it, and not even knowing one of us would even get it. Yeah. And in that show... I remember you talking about how it's important to respect the COVID uh-huh. and not mess around. Yes. You know, respect yes. it. Do you want to say a little more about that? Now you've been through it. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you were able, even when you had it, did you have kind of a respect for it? Um, I had no hatred towards it, mm-hmm. to be really honest. And now... I'm questioning myself. This is a very, very sickening COVID. Mm-hmm. Anyone can have, but I hope nobody goes that deep. I know, right. Uh, so it's yeah. um, something that I never was mad about. The only thing that when I come to myself, mm-hmm. the only thing I can think of is I'm going to get better because the comments and messages are telling me all that. Good. And besides that, mm-hmm. COVID is telling me those messages and comments are powerful. If you believe in them, they'll work for you. Yeah, I like that. Because, you know, we cannot, we cannot pass around COVID. It can take anybody to death. There's nothing nobody can do. So, therefore, no down, downplaying. No. No. You can't downplay Mm -mm. it. (laughs) If you if you think back on uh, your mom or just what you learned growing up, mm-hmm. are there things that you were taught or believe in that you think helped you? Yes, I thought of this. What uh, many of that advisory told me, this was one of them that st- stood out uh, when I came to my when I come to my senses. Oh, I'm still here in the hospital. Oh, dear. What my mom used to tell me. If anyone is trying to help you or help you in a good way, whether in any kind of tribulation, be grateful for that and be respectful and follow the safe guidelines mm. and that's that says it too that's good yeah 
you want to say some of what you've talked about so far in Euclid, especially the part about how you were careful in the hospital and do you want to talk about just a little bit about whether you were scared when you had COVID and how um, these, the kind of comments you got on Facebook, how they helped you mm -hmm. and that you just stayed in the present moment, mm -hmm. not the past, not the future, but just stayed in the here and now, mm -hmm. even while you had this sickness. Yeah. Do you want to say that in Yukton? Yeah. So then, from Wilson's house, you were able to make it back to Bethel to your house. Hey. And how has it been to be home in Bethel again? Oh, it's a gift. Ten million times. <laughs> Millions and millions of times. Gift. <laughs> yeah. Now, what kind of food have you had 
since you've been here that you've really enjoyed? No. <laughs> I know if I ask you that, you're going to be happy. Ah, I'm going to dry fish with sea oil. Oh, yeah. Okay, your favorite there. Yes, my favorite food. Yeah, any soups? Soups. Bird soup? soup. Oh, Bird soup. <laughs> uh, fish soup. I feel healthier just yeah. listening to you. <laughs> yeah, so that's been nice. And then, and I want to thank my daughter Katie for taking care of me day in and day out. Right, I know. Because um, when I came back, I was weak. Very weak, I know. Very weak. I, know. I couldn't do anything for myself. Right. So. Katie, she went straight up ahead and did, took care of me and my other family that comes in to see me. That's lots. Yeah, just checking up on you. Yeah, yeah. just checking up on me. Good, good. And You've had some calls from your elder friends. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's been yeah. nice. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Eula, David, Katie, Rowe. Yeah. All those people that I I knew. Yeah. They called me, and my goodness, even other young people, Cossacks, mm -hmm. <laughs> and Yupiks. All kinds of those, people. <laughs> all kinds of people that called me, wish me luck. Those did nice. humongous, nice. big step towards where I can gain my strength. Nice, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And we've been able to go on a couple of drives. Yes. So I can take, you don't have to walk around a lot, but I can take you in my car and we've seen the yes. Christmas lights, which mm -hmm. I'm so grateful to everyone in Bethel who put up Christmas lights. Yes, yes. Even if you just put one light up, I'm happy <laughs> to see it. <laughs> and we saw the largest snowman in Bethel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we, uh, you've been able to get better and better, even yes. here. Mm -hmm. Your voice sounds stronger, everything, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you yep. feel pretty good? Mm -hmm. yeah. Feeling really good. And, um, despite of uh, what I went through, mm. Yeah. I am in 2021. You, yes, you are. Just like everyone else. You are just... I'm yeah. following you guys. <laughs> yes, we did not leave you behind. <laughs> You're back in 2021. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, thanks, Esther. That was a good story from yeah. getting it, going to YK, then going to Providence, yeah. then going to Wilson's house, then coming back to Bethel. Yes. What a journey that has been. Mm-hmm. listening to Igayutet, hosted by Diane McGachran and Esther Green, produced by KYUK.